Hey there, fabulous educators. You are listening to the Letters and in Ink blog podcast with me, Lucy Gonzalez. This is a podcast for teachers where I dish out equal parts inspiration and encouragement as we dive into all things English instruction, teacher tech, and digital pedagogy. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's transform classroom instruction for the digital age together. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on the Letters and Ink blog podcast. This is part three of my spring cleaning series. And in this podcast, I'm going to tell you guys all about how I shed those physical objects that are cluttering my classroom. This goes for paper, all those extra mugs you get, notepads, sticky notes, pens and pencils, everything in your classroom that is cluttering it and not bringing you joy anymore. To me, shedding all of that stuff is such a necessary step for heading into summer feeling completely relaxed, knowing that when you come back into your classroom in August or September, your class is going to look pristine, organized, and ready to start the school year. So every year as my teaching duties kind of start winding down, I begin the process of decluttering everything that I've collected throughout the year. It, to me, is really therapeutic, um, but this can be such a hard thing for teachers to do. I'm always thinking to myself, what if I need these seven copies of this one assignment next year? Or I remember the kid who gave me this mug seven years ago. There's always times when we're going to have to make copies or when we're going to feel bad about the things that we gave away. But, you know, I just, I don't believe that just in case is a good enough argument for cluttering up my classroom. Um, So cluttered classrooms are almost never tidy, even when you think they are. Having a ton of knickknacks or having a bunch of extra paper everywhere, having full file cabinets, lots of clutter on your walls and stuff like that, it really does send a message to everybody who steps in your room. I believe that the decor you have, the papers you have, the knickknacks that you've got, they should all be curated and purposeful and add to your classroom, not detract from the purpose. How many times, and I think of this a lot, you know, when I'm looking at paper in my filing cabinet, How many times have we ever kept an assignment that we have extra copies in our filing cabinet? How many times have we kept it as is the next time we use it? My answer would be zero. I'm always tweaking my assignments from year to year. So even if I went back and wanted to use seven copies of an assignment that I handed out last year, those copies would be useless because I've changed something on it. And then this, the same thing kind of goes for like reference materials, professional development stuff, meeting notes, permission slips, stuff like that. You know, I don't ever look at those again. You might have the best intentions like, oh, I'm going to read this again or, oh, I might need this in the future. But in reality, guys, we really don't. And then the other thing is like if you get a new classroom, if you get a new job, if you stop teaching that text or that assignment, like all of those things 
are just a mess that either you or someone else has to clean up. I remember my very first classroom in 2014 where I opened the filing cabinet and one of three filing cabinets, I should add, and I found grammar worksheets from, and I'm not joking, not exaggerating, from 1970. They were yellow and made on a typewriter and had a transparency copy with them. They were also like three filing cabinets with a ton of stuff just like that. I had to clean it all out. It took me hours, hours to sort through all of that stuff. So just don't be that person. Just get rid of it. And then the last reason is that it's going to feel so good, so good to have a minimal tidy classroom where you have only everything you need for the year ahead. I promise. So I have five steps that I take to rid my classroom of all my extra paper clutter. Now, another thing about me is that I have had a few different teaching jobs, just like moving around a lot, right? So either I'm moving classrooms or moving schools or moving, I moved across the country from Colorado to Massachusetts. So, you know, I really have to be purposeful and intentional about what I keep. So the first thing I do, I just start with one drawer at a time and I have three piles going. One pile is for straight up like I'm going to recycle this. I don't need this anymore. The easy stuff to toss goes there. The second pile is my scan me pile. So things that I'm like, well, I would like to have this digitally, but it's not digital right now. And then the third pile is the 100% cannot teach without this physical item pile. You might also need like a shred pile for like old IEPs and things like that. So the second step is to hold the document in your hands. Pull a document out of the filing cabinet or the folder or the drawer. Hold it in your hands. Look at it and ask, do I love this? Do I actively use this? Will I definitely without a doubt use it next year? And do I have a digital copy? These questions work no matter what you're looking at, whether it's PD handouts, lesson plans, activities, those random sort of one-off memos, things like that. If you really do need a printed copy of it, you probably won't. Spoiler alert. Keep one and recycle the rest. If you need a digital copy so that you can then recycle this one, place it in the scan pile. Otherwise, toss it. If you don't actively use the item but know you want to, add it to the scan pile as well. My third step is if you're on the fence about the item, look at it more closely. Is it outdated? Can you find a better one or more current information online? Most times if you're kind of on the fence, you can just throw it away. But if you're really unsure, I'll allow it. You can make a maybe pile, but as long as you promise me that you're going to revisit it later. Leave that pile out on your desk or on your counters that you have to look at it again. Now, for student work, this is step number four. For student work, I kind of ask different questions. The first one is, do I need this for record keeping? If you are required to keep assessments for a certain amount of time or, you know, you, you feel weird about throwing student work out before the end of the school year, keep it. Keep it for now. 
The second question is, is it a good exemplar that I can use to show next year's students? If it is truly good, keep it. If it's something you can use for a directory of evidence or for your yearly evaluation, keep it. If you answered no to any of these, just toss it. Just toss it. That kid, even if you handed it back to them, is probably just going to throw it in the trash on the way out or stuff it in their backpack. If it's something that you think a student may want back, then by all means, feel free to hand it back to the student and make it their problem. Do not take that on yourself. Now, that is like all well and good for paper. Start with one drawer, keep it small. Maybe every plan period you plan to go through one drawer or one cabinet or a couple folders or, you know, before school or after school or whatever. Just take your time with it. Don't feel like you have to get it all done in one day. Although if you're like me, I kind of get on a roll and I just like can't stop. <laughs> Once I start, start organizing things, it's just I keep going until I'm done. Um, but then, you know, so that's all well and good for paper. But paper is not the only type of clutter that we attract throughout the year. I'm talking about presents from students, books, notepads, student supplies, containers, classroom decor, folders, snacks, writing utensils. All of this is clutter too. Here's where my girl Marie Kondo's method comes in handy. I love Marie Kondo. If you know anything about me, I've had multiple copies of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up in my life. Um, so I ask myself, I pick up the item, whether it's a mug, stack of post-it notes, writing utensils, whatever. Is it clean? Is it well-kept? And is it purposeful? Do I have a use for this in my classroom? Does it add value to my classroom? Then I ask, does it bring me joy to have, to look at, to use? There's some notepads that I've gotten from students. I'm sorry. They're ugly. They're not something that I like writing on or maybe the paper's weird. I don't know. Um, I just, just don't, you don't need to keep it. Like the act of a student giving you that item was plenty. And I promise you, you're going to get more notepads next year. If it's something that you can still use next year, you know, and you really like it, like post-it notes. Post-it notes are not something that I usually declutter because I use post-it notes all the time. And then do you have so many of these that you legitimately cannot use them all? You only really need one mug at school. Maybe two. Maybe two in case one's dirty or one you can use as a pencil cup or whatever. But I have like four or five mugs because that's a great teacher gift, you know? Teachers give get mugs with, you know, a bag of hot chocolate in them, whatever. Um, you don't need to keep them. There is no law saying that you have to keep every mug you've ever been given in your teaching career. Keep the one or keep the two that you really love using, you know, and then you can do the Marie Kondo thing. You can say thank you to the student in your mind who gave it to you. You can say thank you to the item, but then get rid of it. I like to make one box that's like a donation box that I'll take to my local thrift store, and then I will make another box. And I will put that in that box, like the really nice new things that I know a new teacher would like. And I will 
either save it in my classroom and gift it to a new teacher next year, you know, someone who's like a first year teacher or new to the school just to say welcome. Um, Or I'll kind of take it to the copy room and just let other teachers pick through it as needed. Just don't be that one guy that dumps his stuff in there and then leaves the janitors to clean it up. Make sure you take back whatever you don't, whatever doesn't get taken by others and add it to your donation box. So there you have it. You, it might not seem like a lot, but decluttering the physical paper and items in your classroom are going to freshen up your room and make it feel brand new when you return in August. You will feel so much better, I promise. Once you've started or finished your classroom decluttering journey, I want to know how it went. So make sure to reach out to me on Instagram or find me at lettersandinkblog.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and I will see you guys in the next episode. All right, everyone. I want to know, what is your main takeaway from this episode? Share this podcast on your Instagram stories and tag at letters underscore and ink or hit me up in my DMs. And don't forget to check out the blog post for this episode on lettersandinklog.com. And finally, please hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. I want to leave you all with one final thought. If there's anything that we have learned from the pandemic, it's that our notions of what education is are inequitable and ineffective for the needs of modern students. It's time to rethink and reimagine everything that we know about education. Together, we can transform classroom instruction for the digital age. Thanks for listening, and you see you guys next time.